get things started with how to survive the modern world or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement presented by Tribe74.com. something but now i don't remember what i was going to tell you I... oh man well let's start with this okay. everyone welcome to the show rob what are you drinking tonight i am drinking oh that is actually a really good question and that is exactly what i was going to talk about uh, <laughs> christmas and uh you can see i'm holding a very nice golden mm. my hand it is a uh, mcclellan's uh islay single malt scotch whiskey Oh, uh, she she's peaty. She is oh very peaty, very peaty. <laughs> uh, given to me by, by my mother in law, who uh, every Christmas she gets me a nice scotch, and uh, this one was actually suggested to her by a Scottish gentleman who ran into her at the liquor store and just happened to want to give his advice. <laughs> he he just hangs out by the scotches. I mean. <laughs> Giving advice to people who just happen happen upon the scotch area that's correct i mean that is what uh i mean no no know. i don't work here you're I scottish I, i've got some scottish and you've got some scottish and we know we know that's what they do exactly <laughs> so what are you doing friday oh, i was gonna go down to the local lcbo and hang out by the scotch that's right make some recommend make some recommendations <laughs> All right. <laughs> there, nice it, it, it is a good scotch, actually. I, I really enjoy that. Oh, um, enjoy this evening. Yeah. I've got a little Waterloo craft lager. Ooh. You know, keeping it local today. Uh, I don't know how much longer it's considered to be local. My understanding is Carlsberg has bought it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good for the owners and operators of Waterloo Brewing. Oh, completely. Waterloo Brewing, actually, uh, they are our favorite brewmeisters in regards to uh, like craft breweries and stuff like that that we've visited. Uh, they have some great Rattlers and uh, summer summery drinks, which I enjoy. For our area as well, they actually do free delivery. Oh, I so know. you can order online and they will deliver to your doorstep. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That uh, I may be dealing with alcoholism in the near future. Waterloo Brewing, get in touch. Waterloo Brewing, uh, I could use some more of that strawberry rhubarb rattler. Mm, I've never tried that. Well, they have a they have a tart cherry one that is really really top notch. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not I, I'm not a I'm traditionally not a rattler guy. I just I really don't know much about the rattler. What is a rattler anyway? Let's rattler. start with that. A rattler is like a, a fruit flavored beer that Okay, uh, I thought so. It kind of borders on well, it it's truly a beer. Um, but it's just definitely a lot more uh a flavor than you would get like so it's we're not we're not talking about like a cooler, we're not talking about a foofy drink. It's okay. uh, still has a beer, but for those people who don't I'm not a big fan personally of like craft really uh um uh thick stouty craft right. or like ipas or anything like that so yeah the ipa's got a kick yeah so so this is more of a uh 
just I guess I, I call it like a summer drink because I'll tell you, you have a nice cold one in the summer, it goes down real well. Real hmm. well. Nice. So what do they mix it with the fruit? Is hey. that what they do? I mean, I know I look sketchy, but do I look like a brewer? I don't know. <laughs> like I I just thought you drink them that you might have some idea of what a rattler m- might be. Like, you know, do uh, do I just take my Waterloo Craft lager and put a stick of rhubarb into it? Is that is that my rattler? I, I add some big ice cubes. I don't know. I'm just I, I'm asking questions. I just, I just don't something. know. I mean, you look more like a hipster than I do. <laughs> I'm not the one drinking the Rattlers. That's fair enough. But you I'm are- just the guy with the questions that is clearly not uh, that knowledgeable in in the hipster Rattler uh, <laughs> arena. Okay, hold, hold on here. You are sitting there with a craft beer in, in front right. of you. I'm drinking scotch. You're drinking craft. I'm, I'm supporting local is what I'm doing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Which is not local. Yeah, it actually, you know, just out of interest, and I never actually really noticed this on the can. It is Ontario's first craft brewery. I did not know that. That's interesting. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know either. Well, look at all the stuff that we're learning about Waterloo Brewing. Mm-hmm. It does say it's a premium beer. Does can anybody just put premium beer on their can though? Like I, I, I kind of think that anybody can put anything that they want onto their own can, and. Hey, why not put premium beer onto our label? I think I think anybody can uh, print anything they want on their beer can, and I mean, as long as they're charging more than a typical Coors Light, then I think you can call it a premium because you're not paying two ninety five; you're paying three twenty five. Hmm. No, exactly. So, what else has been going on with you, dude? Well, uh, you you mentioned to me today that uh, you were curious about. Uh, uh, a game that we've been playing online yes and so a, a mobile game and called, uh, marvel collect and it's by tops if you're familiar with tops uh, they have been around for decades making sports cards and various trading cards and collectible cards uh, so you probably heard the name tops before uh, bubblegum cards you know the old baseball cards with a stick of bubblegum in it uh, so Tops is the American version of what you and I would have grown up with, OPG, uh, which is basically the same card, but OPG seems to have more value to it, maybe because it's rarer, because it was Canadian as opposed to the American Tops version. Gotcha. Certainly hockey cards. Anyway, that's let's we don't need a history of Tops here. No, it's the the Marvel card game, online card game. Yeah, that's really what we're going to. And so you were uh, mentioning uh, some of these characters because uh, you and I trade back and forth on occasion mm-hmm. now before we get into that you wanted to ask me about merman yeah yeah let's let's start with that i i'll be honest i don't understand your obsession with merman or it, to me because i haven't heard you going on about merman until like the last two months maybe and it seems like it's probably been a lifelong obsession that is really just coming out. It's like somebody kind of coming out and saying, by the way, I wear women's underwear. <laughs> it's it's equivalent to that. You kind of like, you do what? Well, you, you collect what? 
for our next. I collect. Show. I collect merman. That's the 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 women's underwear is for our next show. Fair um, enough. Show and I don't care if you do. It's just and and I don't care that you collect merman. I just didn't understand it, and I didn't know where it came from. So. As as a kid, uh, you know, obviously you and I lived in the same neighborhood and yeah. you know, had our favorite characters and, uh, you know, we usually Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Masters of the Universe. So Merman is one of Skeletor, the evil uh, antagonist from He-Man and the Masters of the Universe TV cartoon. Uh, and Merman was one of his henchmen. So Merman is a character that is a master of the sea master of the water master of the fish and all the sea creatures and all that stuff and i just happened to have his action figure it was one of the many masters of the universe action figures that i had but for some reason merman just stuck out to me because of his unique look like he had the kind of like a slick back wolverine haircut uh but he had coral reef for like a nose and around his eyes and these big bulbous eyes and he had a really cool coral reef styled sword and i just thought it was really cool and i had it back in the day and you watch the cartoons and he was voiced in the original we're talking the old original uh i don't even know 1982 83 of the universe cartoon i'm just trying to see if i can find the date here where are we here it looks like uh 85 is a movie oh he made the master of the universe, 1983 tv show uh, he was originally voiced by Alan Oppenheimer, who is a pretty diverse uh, actor. He voiced Skeletor. He voiced Falcor from, um, what was that? The Neverending Story, the giant flying dog. Uh, right. He voiced so many different characters. He's even voiced characters from uh, Toy Story, Toy Story 4, as recent as Toy Story 4. And the modern Masters of the Universe TV show cartoon from 2021, he even voiced. Uh, so... Alan Oppenheimer is very famous in the voice acting circles, I guess. Yeah. I believe he even did some Transformers. He was hmm. on Starscream. And I just realized this, and I did not know this. Side note on, on Alan Oppenheimer again here. I met him only briefly, but I met him uh, one day at a toy show, a collector's show in uh, Oshawa or somewhere like that, Mississauga, where he was doing autographs for being Skeletor and being Starscream and we were there uh, we didn't know he was going to be there we my buddy and I were there to meet Jake the Snake Roberts because uh, we were big wrestling fans and Al okay. at the table beside him with his own lineup and he was on the phone with some lady's husband or boyfriend leaving a, a happy birthday message in Skeletor's voice that's cool Yeah, and after he was finished and hung up Everybody started cheering and clapping and all that stuff. And I'm just realizing now that he, being the voice of Skeletor, was also the voice of Merman. And I'll tell you, I mean, Merman, like I was just watching a video earlier today, checking out like this old uh, cartoons of Merman and going, wow, you know, it was really the voice that really stuck out to me. He had this kind of bubbly sound effect that was kind of part of his voice and made him sound really cool. And Okay. 1983, man. So That's crazy. So I'm looking at the... You sent me a, a photo of some merman collectible the other day, and I'm checking out his shin guards. These things are crazy. Like, if if somebody is in the fight scene that is listening that makes uh, makes shin guards, you got to look at merman shin guards. Like, these are 
darn cool you guys could probably come up with some better designs get in contact with the the toy creators and um because these are wicked what what is this photo that you sent me is this a comic it is a comic called uh the masters of the universe icons of evil i believe it is uh just, yeah 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 the icons but, of, and uh it is a one-shot comic specifically this one was about merman so i guess they had like a uh, mini series uh, with a few different characters they had trap jaw and i'm sure they probably had a few others I, those are the only ones that i see in front of me at the moment how old is this uh it is uh 2000 give or take like 2003 i believe it is oh wow yeah and so it's just a story i haven't opened it up and read it yet but those are uh yeah i'm looking at the picture now myself i don't have the comic in front of me but i'm looking at a picture mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was pretty cool and the trident he did not come with that trident he actually had a really cool sword. Okay, I, he's from the he's from the sea, so you know the typical. He's got to he's got to have the trident. Well, yeah, exactly. He's probably got a sword hidden somewhere in that outfit of his. There isn't much to to leave to the imagination based on what he's wearing to actually hide a sword in. So maybe that's hiding behind a piece of coral or something. I don't know. Or perhaps they change it up for the modern take on the character. Yeah, exactly. Because you got to go with the, the trident for anybody that is underwater, apparently. Yeah, any anybody who collected uh, He-Man action figures back in the day knew that they had a very limited selection of figure designs. Why, not a, why not like a good old-fashioned 007 spear gun? Like... <laughs> Why? Why isn't anybody doing that? Why is everybody stuck in the trident? Well, I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, these guys are from some weird universe where there's two good. It's pure good versus pure evil, and there's no if ands or buts. There's no great right. nowhere in between. It's all about the sword. It's all about the power of Grayskull, and right has a sword, and you know, I don't even remember that much about the story, honestly, but. I... So have you been collecting Merman since a child or is it one that just stood out to you that you just recently got back into over the last one year, five year, 20 year? I I was a huge fan of always been a huge fan of Merman and he was a very obscure character, at least. Yeah. Uh, everybody liked He-Man. Everybody like liked... who exactly who likes Merman? So I I bet half of our listening audience doesn't even realize that he's from He-Man. I bet half of our listening audience doesn't even know what He-Man is. That may be true. <laughs> so I just started kind of collecting him again. I I mean I had his figure back in the day, and he I had this I don't know what it was, just this ability to lose my, my favorite characters all the time. Right, my, my toys. Boba Fett, I lost my Boba Fett, and Mer Merman was one that stuck out the most to me because he was my favorite character, and someday somebody stole him, or I lost him somewhere in the field. Hey, your brother probably sold him. There was probably a good chance that I sold him to somebody or traded him to something. Uh <laughs> Jamie's running around right now with the Merman in his back pocket. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Uh, so anyway, uh, about two, three years ago, I came across a little tiny Merman action figure. It was like a little miniature and I was so excited about it. I bought it and uh, I told the kids about it. And I was like, hey, you know, this was my favorite character when I was a kid. I used to have this action figure and I, you know, I lost it and could never find it again. And that Christmas, so I, I think we're talking like two years ago, that Christmas, my kids had bought 
a merman action figure for me now it was not the original it was like a modern update on it but i was like hey this is really cool this is fun so then uh just over the last probably year you know like doing all the toy shows and stuff like that i just every time i saw merman that you know piqued my interest i'd grab it and what maybe two to three shows ago i managed to pick up the original classic from 1983 merman action figure intact oh, wicked his weapon uh, but you know unfortunately a sword yeah, not the, a trident trident the sword and so i've got uh i've got a pop vinyl i've got a couple action figures i've got a couple miniature figures and then uh like i showed you the other day i picked up that comic book the icons of evil merman it, so it kind of rounds out your collection nicely does, and the great thing is it's a very small collection like most of my stuff are these huge collections that i have i'll never ever finish but you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel of the merman collection i need like three or four other toys and i'll be like the merman got the complete collection the ultimate merman collector (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden there'll be um what what is that um oh gosh who is it that always confirms the greatest collections in the world uh, i know uh what you're talking about they, but... they have tv like youtube shows about it and stuff like that oh gosh i it would be, like, it would be a very, like very disappointing episode i would i would <laughs> but, so you're the greatest collector of merman in the world and you, you have seven items <laughs> and if it's in a cubicle right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a wrap on this episode <laughs> See that, uh, i don't know how many other merman collectors there are but i'm actually i'm probably up there in the elite <laughs> <laughs> yes you are I, I i had never even heard of a merman collector before before you so well done on your collection it is truly outstanding world class if any of our listeners, you know, have some uh, unique merman items, uh, feel free to send them my way, uh, free of charge, uh, to my PO box. Uh, <laughs> PO box one seven five. Oh man! So I didn't realize. Let's jump back to this. Back to the Marvel addictive Marvel game. So. I had thought that I was on the leading front of app games when when I stumble across this Marvel Marvel Collect by Tops, and you've already been playing it for like six months at that point, and have like got scores of cards collected, and this thing has got me like truly addicted. I wake up like three in the morning pick up my phone kind of okay i've got to get on and get my extra coins let's see if there's a new card collection available it's and it's honestly ridiculous how addictive this is like i don't even know if it's considered a game per se but you're just collecting cards so I come from like a, a background of collecting cards like actual physical cards and yeah I mean, yeah yeah I mean, you see, I've collected everything, but cards was something that I did for quite a while there, uh, specifically sports cards. But this basically, this tops game basically is like collecting sports cards, except you don't have the man- the physical manifest. So it's almost like an NFT in a way. Yeah, completely. 
fact sheet, these cards are numbered. Uh, they for most for certain rarities, they actually tell you how many of each card there is. They have various sets that they release every day or every every couple days. They have tasks for you. Uh, you can trade with other collectors, and those cards will actually be removed from your collection, like the certain amount or whatever, so that you know if you trade one card, you may never get that card again. Uh, and you can have duplicates. You can trade specifically just duplicates. So it's just like the old school world of card collecting, except it's virtual. It's on your phone. So it's like NFT trading, but... You don't yeah. have, have to spend money on the game, which is a nice thing. Yeah, I haven't spent a dime on it. But of course, in Marvel fashion, uh, you can certainly spend money on this game. You can buy, uh, what, the the daily, what is this? Daily diamonds, uh, 1,250 diamonds that you can receive for $6.99, 750 for $3.99. Uh, I think you can, can you purchase coins as well too i know we always get free coin uh here's my 2000 free coin i'll grab that right now um but like of course this is like if people are i'm not the one that is buying the the diamonds but are people buying the diamonds there has to be because there are certain cards like for instance one one set that they just released if you play the game is uh I'll have to go quickly look to see what the set was called, but it was a bunch of uh, like the women of Marvel. Yeah. You get those cards if you spent diamonds on them and to get a certain amount of diamonds to, or they had to be, it was, I think it was a thousand diamonds. Now you don't just come across a thousand diamonds in your collecting time. You actually have to pay to get that many diamonds. Uh, so there are people that actually have those cards. So clearly there are people paying for it. Now, a lot of people, I mean, I'm not going to judge anybody that pays for any games that they play. Yeah. But there are people that found ways around the system, I'm sure, somehow. that Probably. But I find that sometimes some of the cards will kind of come in, in and out of fashion, if you will, in that, let's give an example, the Return of the Midnight Suns collection. Right now, you can only get those cards with diamonds. But two weeks ago, I could buy those cards with coins with free coin. So it does seem to come and go whether or not you can have access to the cards with coin, or if you're going to have to pony up cash for actual diamonds. Well, what they do is uh, on occasion, they only release like say 4,000 packs of that particular set right. to do the coin uh, spenders. But then after that, you can only get them with the diamonds. And then they also retire sets as well. And the only way that you can get them after that set is gone is through trades. So yeah. sometimes they bring them back. They take them out of retirement. They put them on the wheel so you can you can spin the wheel. And sometimes you get a card, an older card. But they usually only do that with like more common cards because they don't want. Uh, I know. That's kind of. Sometimes you get neat cards that you just haven't seen before. But if there are still common cards. They're just maybe an older an yeah. older common card but it all really depends on how you collect and i kind of collect in this game i collect how i collect in real life i have certain characters that i want i have certain styles of cards or you know i like the sketch cards i like cards that you know have really unique art on it yeah um, i think you know, you can, that's the great thing about this game is that you know you can treat it like a real card collection and you can have your favorite cards you can lock cards so nobody can come in and, and make an offer on certain cards if you want like if you oh. just make sure, like or that by you never by mistake trade away a card that you didn't want to get rid of i didn't realize that 
my friend, we need to have a tutorial someday between you and I. Yeah, exactly. Because there are a couple cards that I would, oh, look at that. I am going to do that right now. Locked card cannot be traded. Yes, I have locked a card. Now, just so you know, you can only lock so many cards. Well, that's fine. I just, I locked an epic card. I only have one epic card. And I just want to make sure that I don't trade it away because I have the same card in, I think it's a super rare format that looks identical except for a little bit of different coloring uh, in it. Instead of the epic card has like a goldish brownish sort of color around it. And the super rare have has like a purple that that's around it. Otherwise, the card looks identical. If you if you open up that epic card and you take a look at it and you move your phone, sometimes the more rare the card will have like things like it'll have a foil feature or it'll have a motion feature on it. Something that uh, no way. Yeah, this one doesn't have. Yeah, no, no motion feature on this. At least not right now. But it's still pretty cool. Global count ninety three. Oh, so you less than a hundred of that card. Yeah. I only have one Epic card myself as long as I've been playing it, but I traded a bunch of Epic cards to get this one Epic card. Oh, I see. But Epic cards are difficult to get. Yeah. Well, as I mean, they're Epic. epic right. They, they got, they have to be, they have to be. Believe- Apparently this was this Marvel collect game was up for like best game of the year for 2022 is weird because uh tops has a number of games they've they've had a number of games previously uh like for instance they have a star wars card trade trading card game they have a disney truck card trading game they have all the different sports they have bass or sorry not basketball there's no basketball they have football baseball and hockey and soccer and at one point they had the walking dead but they lost the license to that and they had uh there was another one that oh uh wwe which i was a big fan of and i played that one really hardcore (laughs) they lost the license to that as well so now they've only got uh, a few that they won't lose the disney or the marvel or sorry they won't lose the star wars or marvel because tops i believe is a disney company yeah okay well that makes sense i didn't realize that tops was a disney company interesting on that they may not be i could okay you have the disney license which means they get star wars and marvel as well with that right oh nice yeah i you know what? I like the idea of the the Disney and the Star Wars one as well. I haven't actually gone searching for them, though, because I know how much of my time is taken up by this one game. Like, I, I don't need countless hours throughout the night that I go sleepless because I'm playing this game. There's a reason that I need naps in the afternoon. It's because I'm up at 3 a.m. playing Marvel Marvel Collect a good thing that you don't because you know when you get into the trading aspect i don't know how much trading you've done none i I trade with you when you start looking for certain cards and only certain people have them and they may not be online so you have to send the send them the trade and you have to hope that maybe they get a notification and then they get you that card or then you have to put up multiple trade offers to multiple people and then you wake up in the morning and realize that everybody accepted that trade so you lost a whole bunch of cards and you got the same one (laughs) and then it becomes an addiction and then you and that's where i'm at (laughs) yeah nice nice no this is this is actually just a a great fun game and but that what is another thing and i think maybe this is where i had started with when we started chatting was the fact that i am seeing tons of characters on here 
that I have no idea who they are. Like, I mean, they're, I'm always seeing new characters that I have never actually seen a comic of on the, uh, on the energy wheel game. Like, uh, I don't have any spins right now, so I can't bring something up, but I, I'm sure that there's probably something on this wheel right now that I haven't even seen before. But I haven't done my, my spins today. Okay. Um, Maestro. So we call him grandpa Hulk and I don't know a lot about him, but, uh, he is obviously he's related to the Hulk somehow. We have Valkyrie who comes from the uh, the Thor universe. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was the... I was wondering who the heck she was. It makes sense though. Yeah. Uh, what about um, one character that I'm thought I was opening up right now? Psylocke. Do you know anything about her? Okay, so Psylocke, uh, she's kind of gone through a couple different. Uh, uh, changes psylocke was originally uh the sister of captain britain i believe oh okay now i think she is changed to um so her name was elizabeth Bra betsy braddock and she was a british mutant telepath who acted alongside the x-men as psylocke and she was the twin brother or her twin brother was captain britain okay so from what i understand though is that she is no longer that character and she is now an Asian character. Uh, uh, she does look Asian. And so, and actually, if I click on the back, I get a little bit more information. By her early 20s, Betsy Braddock manifested abilities related to telekinesis, telepathy, and precognition. She is also able to develop weapons made of psychic energy. Oh, <gasps> That'd be cool. Mojo kidnapped and brainwashed her while fitting her for cybernetic eyes, dubbing her Psylocke. That's what they give me. I mean, I knew nothing about her beforehand. Didn't know where she even came from. Yeah. So she was, I remember her, uh, she showed up mid, mid or early 2000s, I believe, in the, in the Uncanny X-Men comic book. Uh, I could probably pull that up in the moment but uh i just wanted to touch base on the other version is her name is Quanon, and i don't know trying to see it's not easy trying to find some information there's so many different versions of every single character in in comic books today it's really hard to find the originals or where she turned into this uh the asian version because if you if you've seen her in the movie uh the x-men movie uh she showed up and she was played by olivia munn uh, so uh yeah she's always been like kind of like a badass character in the comic books and she's a fan favorite so yeah. she's been around for a bit uh, let me see if i can quickly bring up to see where she started what issue it was i believe is i should know this stuff as a comic book guy but let's go see betsy braddock first appearance and this is not telling me anything so just just so you know, I'm like looking at her on the wiki, the Marvel wiki, and they have her one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Oh my god, times four. So you're looking at like twenty-eight times four different versions of her. So what you know, you're eighty, almost probably over a hundred different versions of her. That's crazy. So let me see if I can just pull up the correct one. But then you go, it's not the most intuitive. 
website. Is Man Thing Ted? Is Man Thing Ted? Yes. I do not know. Man Thing. I think Man Thing is Ted. Ted so Pro. what what was the the macabre mini series that just happened recently on Disney Plus? Right, right. Uh, that was the um Werewolf by Night. Yeah, the Werewolf by Night. In that miniseries, the monster that's in that, I think, is Man-Thing. And they refer to him as Ted. His real name is Theodore Salas. So Ted sounds really good. So Ted. I was pretty excited to actually see Man-Thing's card in here. And kind of, hey, that's Ted. I felt like like it was a friend. It was a buddy. I had a picture of a, a buddy. I, you know, Man Thing is kind of a cool character. Uh, I've been a fan of his for for a long time, and I try to, when I come across a book of his, I I try to pick it up. Uh, but I don't really know the whole history of him, and uh, yeah, but Theodore Ted, that kind of works, right? So yeah, I would imagine it's probably Ted. So, yeah, I've seen the show. <laughs> I don't know. That's a spoiler alert. I think it's just. I think yeah, it's it plenty, plenty of time for that for you. Yeah, it has been out for what, like six months now, so I'm not spoiling anything. So yeah, no, so yeah, he's pretty cool. He's a he's a big, burly, swamp creature. He's basically the answer to the swamp thing from uh, the DC universe, and uh, he's he's pretty cool looking. Kind of has this like weird elephant looking proboscis sticking out of his face, and these big droopy eyeballs which all kind of look like make him look a little bit like uh mr snuffleupagus but uh green and it's like swamp thing and mr snuffleupagus had a baby yes that's exactly exactly the way to describe it or maybe the hulk and mr snuffleupagus uh with fur yeah with moss yeah so, so no. that could be the original merman honestly <laughs> You know, if he had a trident, I'd say that he was. But no, I think he just uh, he just uses his sheer power uh, to do the damage that he does. What's Hyperion all about? He's like every other day I get a new Hyperion card. Hyperion, I believe, is going to show up into the Marvel Universe. And I believe he is related to the uh, Eternals, I believe. Okay. I'm not 100% positive. This is another new-ish character that has a, a long history. His name is Mark Milton. Mark. And he comes from... He, he does look like a Mark. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. first appeared back in 1971. Yeah, and he's the last surviving member of a race of Eternals. So he's related to the Eternals. And I Okay. Th- I don't know if they alluded to him at the end of the Eternals movie or if they were talking about Adam Warlock. And I don't know the difference between those characters. I never got into the whole uh, Eternals thing. I'm not a big fan of these uh, god-like characters or these... Yeah, yeah. You know me. I, I'm I'm the more down-to-earth Punisher, Batman-type characters. Yeah. I didn't ever get into, and I don't really understand. I think he's like the Superman of marvel in a way yeah that's kind of what i gathered the it was marvel's answer to superman yeah he he's been around for a while like i said he's he first appeared in 1971 he's invincible he can fly he can see through walls uh he can bend titanium with his bare hands so he's yeah he's just one of those big old 
hulky kick-ass hulky bastards that you know fights on the side of good somehow right yeah and i could see how much like superman that the ladies uh or gents would consider him to be easy on the eyes um so uh, looking at the picture anyway so and again he's very much uh he's an eternal so he's got uh i just found a list of kind of his powers he's got eternal physiology so he's uh he collects cosmic radiation operates in a process similar to nuclear fusion which gives him superhuman strength superhuman speed flight superhuman stamina near invulnerability superhuman agility reflexes cosmic energy manipulation which gives him like uh, x-ray vision and uh atomic vision regenerative healing factor so basically he's a character that is invincible and unstoppable and makes for a really boring read i would imagine yeah 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 <laughs> i mean superman has been able to do it for years that um superman always had a weakness and we always remember kryptonite it was always it's kryptonite something that doesn't exist on this planet yeah uh, so my, how there, you know, a of kryptonite even though the planet completely destroyed yeah <laughs> yeah so that, i mean that's i i guess that this is just my low my latest addiction now that i'm collecting virtual cards on my phone like I'll I'll be very very clear about this is that it's much better to have a virtual addiction, uh, in regards to that where you're not spending money on it and you're not tempted to spend money on it so much. Uh, I've spent it takes up less space for sure. Percent. I mean, and uh, you see my garage, you know how much space you know some of this stuff can take up. I have spent money on it, but let me let me preface this by saying I've spent Google money. So money that I have collected through doing surveys with Google and stuff. So it's oh, okay. actually come out of my pocket. So I've spent it on some of these games, specifically the wrestling game. I didn't haven't really spent it on these other versions. Right. So, you know, I guess I would be one of those people that may have spent a, a bit of money on it, but I never spent it on diamonds. I only spent it on getting certain cards. Gotcha. So if you haven't checked out this game, uh, I think Andrew and I can highly recommend it. It's a fun way to collect trading cards without having to physically collect them and store them and bag and board them, so to say, put them in top loaders and penny sleeves and, you know, and keep them in great condition forever and always, and always do it have, at 3 a.m. You do it at 3 a.m. without waking the wife up, which is <laughs> I, I a little story I'll, I'll share before we before we head off the air here when i first started getting into collecting cards again uh back in 2005 and 6 during the crosby ovechkin rookie year i would come home from a late night shift i had stopped at the store on the way to work picked up some boxes of cards or packs of cards and i'd come home and we lived in a, a single room apartment back in that time and I would come home and I'd sit there and I'd be too eager. I wouldn't want to, you know, I've been waiting eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours to open up these cards because I was at work and I come home and I'd have to try to open them extremely quietly in my bedroom while my wife slept at many <laughs> nights. <laughs> and with this, there's no noise. I had saved up 300,000 coins last night. And there I was, like, 3 a.m. going package after package after package. And you didn't wake the wife up? Mm-mm. 
<laughs> there is a benefit. There is a benefit. benefit, especially when you don't spend the money. Mm-hmm. So I guess what is that been another episode of how to survive the modern world or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement. I think it is. I yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Ciao. How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement, has partnered with Patreon. So you can help support the podcast for as little as $3 a month and get access to exclusive content. Visit patreon.com forward slash how to survive the modern world to see how you can become a pod pal or even the pod god.